Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers, our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. You've been hearing much about the wall that heals coming to Erie, something that will mean much, not just to Vietnam veterans and their families, but it will be a learning experience for the entire community. My guests today are my colleague, Mike Ruzzi, who has been sharing veteran stories and coordinating our preparations for the wall that heals for months now. <laughs> also, we're honored to have here retired Major General Mike Dunleavy, U.S. Army, and retired Major Joe Plott, Army National Guard, who is also a committee <laughs> member for the Wall that Heals. So thank you all for being here. Thanks for having us. Full thank house. You, thank you. <laughs> so we know the Wall that Heals is coming on Memorial Day week, and we're going to get to the details of it as we progress. But first of all, what should Memorial Day mean to all Americans? Let's start with you, General. I think it's a time for us to reflect back on uh, all the sacrifices that have been made by the civilians and the military to make our democracy over the last 200 years work. And uh, we can point out that we don't occupy land anywhere in the world except for our fallen, as opposed to many other countries. So having said that, uh, this is the time and the place where we can not only have hot dogs and hamburgers, <laughs> but reflect back on the ability to have hot dogs and hamburgers and freedom, and that's the most important thing you can take away. Freedom for sure, and we really are looking at this maybe a diff differently through a bit of a different lens this year in light of what is happening in Ukraine. So, uh, Joe Fott, your thoughts on uh, Memorial Day, how it's meaning maybe even a little different this year? Well, I think that uh, Memorial Day obviously is a day that we remember the fallen. So the the emphasis is on those who served and who truly gave their last full measure of devotion. They gave their lives. And as we reflect on that, we see around the world, we see conflict uh, and people who are defending themselves. You mentioned the Ukraine. They're defending themselves and their ideas of freedom are persisting. Uh, and I think that's an important idea that we as Americans recognize around the world that others are looking to do the same things that we've done, fight for freedom. For those of you who have served in combat and you've maybe had people under your command who did not survive. You have a feeling about this that the rest of us can only learn about through your experiences. So Mike, what, what has it really meant for you to take on this work to uh, do this project? You've been telling veterans stories for months now through your <laughs> Vietnam reflections. How has this really touched you and, and are you surprised at how much people are willing to, to share? I am surprised, and it's a, been a very touching experience because so many people want to get this off their chest. They've kept it in for 50 years, whether it's veterans or family members. And to hear the stories from the family members, Lisa, the, it's their opportunity to honor their fallen son or brother or sister. Um, it's been re very rewarding to hear their stories and, and have them remember the sacrifice that their family members we have just a little bit of video, some excerpts of all the stories that you have been telling us. So as we uh, go through these and just uh, you kind of see some of the folks that you talk to, what stands out? Which stories really touched you the most? You know, just about every single one, and that's no exaggeration because every story is so different. And, it, and some of these stories are just really incredible, the sacrifices they made. Uh, there was one story with a gentleman who, um, uh, helped save another soldier and then he met him like 48 years later and and they were connected and, and the gentleman that he saved uh, lived in Rochester New York and, and, and he lived in Erie and then Corey and then you're seeing the story now 
of Olin Smith, uh, incredible story there. He grew up on West 10th Street, and his neighbor that he grew up with uh, also perished in Vietnam eight days apart in June of 1969. So here's two Erie families, uh, and they lost their brothers and their sons eight days apart. An incredible story. I wanted to ask uh, each of you to just share a tiny bit about your own uh, military history, of what you did, and, and why you served. Let's start with you, General. Well, to understand, I, I enlisted in 65. I was commissioned in uh, 67 and spent four years on active duty, including a tour in Germany and a tour in Vietnam, and stayed in the program after I came out in the intelligence, Army Intelligence Corps. And 40 years later, <laughs> finally uh, involved in their current war on terrorism. And I retired off active duty in uh, January 2005. So your career spanned m more than one uh, very, very serious situation. I'm, I'm older than dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, tell us a little bit about um, your experiences. Sure. I enlisted uh, in the military police and Army Reserves in 1982, and I served as an enlisted soldier for eight years. Went through OCS, got commissioned as a second lieutenant, as an infantry officer. Uh, during the time of the first Gulf War, I was at Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, prepared to be rotated over to uh, the Persian Gulf at the time. The war was fortunately very short, um, didn't have to go. I was deployed in 2003, 2004, after 9-11. I spent time in Kosovo and uh, peacekeeping operations there. And I continued out the rest of my career at Fort Indiantown Gap, where I retired after 30 years. You know, we see our country so divided now, some saying it's never been so divided, but people have been quite divided over war in times past. So uh, when General Dunleavy came home, you really made an effort to make sure he was appreciated and welcomed. I, I did, because what I didn't want to have happen was that he would be neglected on the part of veterans for his service. And so what we did was I got together with some senior military leaders and we had a dinner for him to recognize and welcome him back for his service. And I, I, I thought that was the appropriate thing to do. Uh, and as a result of that, I really came up with the idea of uh, Warriors to Washington, where we would honor other veterans who had served in a post 9-11 era. And we continue to take our trips down to Washington, D.C. And we'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit more later on. So that's what this uh, wall that heals is, is all about, Mike and mm -hmm. our Kristen Allen have had an opportunity to see the wall, the impression it makes in some other cities, and we're gonna talk about that when we come back to this. I'm Lisa Adams, welcome back to The Insider. We are talking about the wall that heals coming mm -hmm. to Erie County Memorial Day weekend. My guests again are Mike Ruzzi, my colleague, who's been preparing the community for this visit through his special reports. And we are honored to have retired Major General Mike Dunleavy, U.S. Army with us, and retired Major Joe Bott, Army National Guard. Uh, you're also a committee <laughs> member, I know, Joe, for the, for the wall. So I remember the Vietnam War as my sixth grade debate topic, mm -hmm. controversial. Um, I remember people having sit-ins when I was in high school or proudly wearing POW bracelets. So. Why were the Vietnam vets so neglected or disrespected when they returned home, in, in your view? I think it's because it was an unpopular war with a war with no ending and no goal. You know, you, there's no taking the hill and the battle's over. And I think that's exactly what happened. And they transferred the unhappiness with LBJ and then Nixon. And we had Kennedy assassinated, Martin Luther King assassinated, Robert Kennedy. 
lead, positive leaders, icons in our society, lost. So it becomes the target, the veterans. Joe, in your view, have we made progress as a nation in showing our thanks and caring for them now? And how much will a visit of this wall that heals help in that process, even, even now, this many years later? Well, I think definitely. I think that the reflection of the wall that heals and just having that here in Erie over Memorial Day weekend shows a degree of, uh, of appreciation for the Vietnam veterans and a degree that's long, uh, I don't want to say overdue, but that's long in coming and a way to very publicly have those veterans recognized for their service in a very difficult war, a very difficult era, and to have endured the, the kind of pain that some of them have endured personally. Uh, this is a chance for them to have a, a very public release and, and outlet for that. So I think it has been long overdue. Mike, you already shared what it meant, has meant to you to learn these personal stories of so many different mm -hmm. families right here in our community. Mm -hmm. uh, both you and Kristen Allen on our staff have a chance, had a chance to travel <laughs> to some different cities to give us a sneak peek of the wall as it works its way here. Uh, Kristen was in Knoxville. We can roll some video of the wall there. Then you headed, Mike, to Finley, Ohio. So what was the experience like after talking about it coming? How did you feel being there, seeing it? And, and how do other people react when they come? Well, Lisa, almost one year ago, we also traveled to Tonawanda, New York, when the wall was there. Uh, and it just, it just hit you because they never received their welcome home. And when we got to Tonawanda, I was just overwhelmed by all the veterans greeted each other with welcome home. And it was very emotional, the welcome home. And to, to hear that and to, you know, experience that with them, it was quite of an experience how emotional they got when they got up to the wall and they looked for the names of their buddies. Uh, and it was something else. But to, to experience welcome home, the theme of our program, it's something else. You had some difficult weather conditions in the spring that hasn't been yeah. very nice here when you were in Finley, Ohio. Uh, but we can see the dedication of folks that came out because this means so much. But what, what all does the experience include? We saw you know, some educational components yes. to this as well. So is it, is it for all ages? Yes, it is. I mean, we have educational tours that are going to start on Friday the 27th at 8 a.m., some four hours before our opening ceremony at noon that uh, Joe is going to co-host with myself, uh, with me. And it's just uh, a big part of what the wall that heals does around the country. It, uh, it, it's a classroom on wheels, and it's going to operate from 8 a.m. to noon and then from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And Lisa, we have a number of local schools already lined up, and you can see right here, it's just a history lesson on their mobile center there, and they'll take you through that tour. And each tour lasts about a half hour. And again, we have a number of school districts that signed up uh, for Friday. Uh, Joe, what does it mean to, to you to participate in this uh, experience as, as someone to kind of help be, a, I guess, a docent through the process? Well, it means an awful lot to me. Uh, going back to the Warriors to Washington idea, one of the things that we like to do is take our veterans down to the actual wall in Washington, D.C., and it almost happens every year where I'll just kind of follow along and you'll see somebody who typically is from the Vietnam War era, and they will cast themselves across the wall, and they're looking for a name. And that moment when they find the name of the person that they're looking for, you'll typically see some kind of an emotional outpouring. And, and it's probably long overdue, but I've seen that happen so many times in the actual wall that I understand the experience for people that will, will have that here in Erie, that you know, 
seeing that person, that name, that's someone's son or daughter, that's someone's family member. And it gives them, again, that emotional outlet, that release where they can connect with that. And the wall that is traveling, are names added to that? Are there new names added? Because we, you know, we hear now of people um, who have died of depression or mental health or other, other kinds of issues. So is it static as far as how many names are on there or are the names added? Well, there's over 58,000 right now and I had a chance to visit with uh, Governor Ridge recently and he talked about how he wants to make that a big project of his own even now that people that, you know, uh, were diagnosed with Agent Orange and died later, that their name should be up there. And some names have been added. In fact, a story that we're going to run uh, very soon on Erie News Now, we talked about it. A gentleman that uh, suffered numerous injuries in, in, in active duty in combat, and he passed away some 20 years after he returned home. So uh, his wife was able to get his name on the wall. So names are being added. And, and Governor Ridge wants to uh, start that campaign with Agent Orange, anyone who was diagnosed with that and then later passed. Well, Joe, you talked about the Warriors to Washington project. I know you have been a school teacher, also involved in ROTC. So uh, we're <laughs> going to talk a little bit more about why education matters when it comes to creating a culture that really values military service. And that's when we come back. Stay with us. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome back again to The Insider. We're talking with Mike Ruzzi, retired Major General Mike Dunleavy, U.S. Army, and retired Major Joe Fott, Army National Guard, about the wall that heals coming to Erie County on Memorial Day weekend. General, I know you have seen some very, very difficult times in your service, some you would probably rather not talk about. But what are your most challenging memories, and why does it matter to pass those on, to educate others about what you and other servicemen and women have been through? Well, I think it, this is an opportunity for uh, the 58,000 plus families to have closure in healing. That's why I think it's critical. And it's also critical for all the Vietnam veterans because, you know, it's not a memorial wall, it's a healing wall. And they, mm -hmm. I think that is the most important thing about this. It gives them an opportunity to heal, see old friends, look at names on the wall and honor them for their memories and everything they've sacrificed and give the families that same opportunity. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking to families and uh, fellow veterans that I haven't seen in 50 years. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it's meaningful for this whole family to, to come together around this opportunity. Uh, Joe, as a, as a teacher, you talked about Warriors to Washington. We have a little bit of video of one of the uh, groups that you've taken there and you talked about going to see the actual wall in Washington. You mentioned what that is like when people trace a name there. Uh, how does that bring healing to people? Well, I think in a couple of ways. One is serving the nation is a uniquely personal experience mm -hmm. and it's that personal experience that you connect with other veterans that you speak a common language to them that you don't speak with anybody else. So that healing that occurs, that camaraderie that occurs, that we experience when we take our groups down to uh, Washington is, is really quite remarkable. So when we go see some of the national and historic sites, we're doing that with kind of a common thread behind all of us, that we're, we're doing it with an understanding that we each share. 
Uh, and I think that piece in part is what the Vietnam era missed, is they missed having that ability to share that camaraderie. Mm -hmm. So when we go to a place like Mount Vernon or we're going to the National Archives or we're standing on the National Mall, mm -hmm. looking at the Washington Monument or the World War II Memorial, all of those places have large, significant meaning for each of our veterans and they also have a, a connection with the nation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it, very telling for the veterans that get to experience seeing Washington, D.C., knowing that you're being recognized for your service, knowing that someone is taking the time out to say thank you in uh, a significant way and to, again, share with you those sites that you see in Washington, D.C. is uh, it's remarkable and it's incredibly rewarding for us as a group to be able to do that, to be able to share those experiences uh, and offer that to the veterans who are part of our tour. You know, we all remember that Tom Brokaw uh, wrote his book about the greatest generation and there was a great concern on his part that some people would die without people knowing their stories or appreciating their stories. I had a chance to go to Normandy a few years ago and I was so moved by both the mm -hmm. British Cemetery and the American Cemetery and all of the uh, museums there. Um, Mike, when you're talking about the Vietnam War and with these Vietnam veterans, we're kind of moving into the same era here as they age, that some of these stories would be lost forever if we don't share them. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've probably interviewed Lisa about 50 Vietnam veterans so far. They're all in their 70s. And again, probably the most rewarding part is they want to tell their story. And uh, to hear their stories, the emotion, uh, it's, uh, it's been quite an experience all the way around. And I think whether you supported or did not support that war, um, it's still important to appreciate the, the mm -hmm. people who risked their lives there and lost their lives there. Absolutely, and uh, it's our mission that those memories never get lost and that those people are never lost mm -hmm. in time and space. Still do it every day. We answered a phone call this morning mm -hmm. from a uh, veteran's sister uh, and we'll get an answer for her as to what happened with her brother. Mm -hmm. so, part of the privilege of rank and part of the privilege of being a veteran. Mm -hmm. Well, when we come back, we want to give you the details on the schedule for mm -hmm. the wall and how they do still need some volunteers. Stay with us. Welcome back again to The Insider. It's been all about the wall that heals coming to Erie County with Mike Ruzzi, retired Major General Mike Dunlavey, and retired Major Joe Ott, also a committee member for this event coming up. So uh, give us details, Mike. When does it actually arrive? When is it open for, for visitors? Okay, it all starts, first of all, Lisa, on May 25th with the escort. Uh, they will be gathering off an exit in Conneaut, Ohio. Then they'll be driving on Route 20 through Girard, there's a big event there in Girard set up, then Fairview, then Mill Creek, they'll make the right onto Zook and go right to the Zemzem. So the escort is at one o'clock on Wednesday the 25th, the setup day, 8 a.m. on Thursday the 26th. Then we have an opening ceremony on the 27th at noon at the Zemzem, and uh, one of our guest speakers will be Mr. Dunleavy along with Governor Ridge, so we're looking forward to that, and it will run about 45 minutes to an hour. So when the escort happens, people along the way will be able to see the wall traveling down the highway. How, how, does, how does it get moved from place to place? It has this massive truck, and they put everything in the truck. There's one driver, and he goes across the country, 
And I just heard from someone from Girard last night, and they're going to make it a big event. They're going to have flags, uh, mil military personnel, color guard, ROTC. It's going to be a great event as it comes through Route 20. So the days and hours then of the visit, is it here all through M Monday Memorial Day and hours and any special um, times or signups that people need to do to go? Well, it's, it's going to be open around the clock beginning on the 27th all the way through Memorial Day at 2, then it closes shop at 2 o'clock. Uh, we do need help with the teardown, which is on the 30th at 2 o'clock at the Zemzem. We have enough people for the setup, which is on the 26th, but the 30th, if you can make it, that would be great. It starts at 2, we'll have food and refreshments for everybody. There are some overnight shifts from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., and you can go on our website, erienewsnow.com slash Vietnam, if you want to sign up for a four-hour shift. And you have been uh, talking about a special training event coming yeah. up. We have a graphic to remind people about the training that they'll go through for this. Yeah, that is on May 26th uh, from 6 to 7 at the Zemzem Shrine Club, so about an hour. Uh, if you can show up, if you're volunteering, we encourage you to show up, and it will make it a lot easier for you over the four-day period. Uh, anything people need to know about uh, parking or logistics when they get to the Zemzem Shrine Club for this event? Yeah, right when you pull in, there is a ton of parking there. So you'll have uh, ample uh, opportunity to park your vehicle, and then the setup will be on the grass area behind the building because it has to be on green space, and the back of it will be against the woods there. So you'll probably have about, what do you say, Joe, about a 100-yard walk from I would think, one yes. door to the front of the wall. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. But plenty of parking. And, General, you will have some special remarks. Um, how important is it to you to be part of this? Extremely important. And one of my, being with one of my personal heroes, Tom Ridge, <laughs> a fellow Vietnam veteran and uh, lawyer and mm -hmm. VA, and we're just proud to be there and be able to represent all our Vietnam veterans. Mm -hmm. And again, the timetable for that special ceremony? It starts at noon on Friday the 27th at the Zemzem. All right, we're down to the last couple of minutes, so Joe, I'm going to give you a <laughs> last opportunity here to tell people why they should visit. Besides hamburgers, hot dogs, cookouts, and the, you know the kickoff to the summer season, why should they take time out of their Memorial Day weekend to come? Well, I think two reasons. One, this is an American tradition where we want to honor those that have given their last full measure, measure of devotion. The people who have died in service of the nation. I mean, there's uh, an entirely appropriate thing that we're doing here with the wall that heals, and as we recognize them for their service. We, we give the community an opportunity to show that uh, recognition for their service. And I think that's the second important part of this, is it's the community reaching out to that veteran community saying, thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for what you have done for us, and <laughs> yes. both of you for being here today. Mike, thanks for being here, too. We've thrown a lot of information <laughs> at people. If they want to uh, check in on the details and plan their own visit, uh, where will they find the information on our website? On our website at erienewsnow.com. Also, when you arrive at the Zemzem, there's an information tent there that will have everything for you. Well, thank you so much again, all three of you, for being here on The Insider. Uh, to our audience, as always, thank you for joining mm -hmm. us. If you have an idea for The Insider, just email me at ladams at erienewsnow.com. <laughs> and join us again next time for The Insider.